Hey, this is Peter Summon of Crashing Wayward, and you're listening to Verbal Shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Podcasting from bed at the moment. I am leaned back. I got some pillows up. We're doing a little late night recording, so do you feel like staying downstairs? So I'm just chilling here. The wife is uh, on the other side of the state doing some work, so I'm here just to uh, entertain you from bed. I don't know if I like this, but let, let me ask a few questions. Do you have pants on at the moment? Shorts. Mm-hmm. Little, little like booty shorts or like you know, no, like soccer gym shorts. Sorry. Okay. Um, how many dogs are currently surrounding you? Oddly enough, none of them are really here. <laughs> Kelly's over on the side of the bed. The other two are surprisingly uh, quiet and uh, in the other room. So uh, it's it's actually nice. I don't have to do. Uh, Entertaining a while at the same time, grabbing pillows from Leia. And- so this is what you're giving our audience. You're you're like, you know what? Audience deserves a, a bed cast. You, you have your feet up at the moment. This reminds me of a long time ago when we did it in my house. I think at one point we were laying down on the couch and you had a microphone and a toilet paper roll. Yeah, the original, the original combo meal. That's what happened right there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see you're comfortable and that you're ready to go and, you know, the excitement is built up in you to cast tonight. You know, sometimes I bring all that energy. I said to myself, you know what? Bring it down, Notch Burlew. You know what you got and the fans are ready for it. I, I feel like in your mind, lower, lower, so be it. in your mind, you've been waiting for this moment, but you pictured like girls with those giant grape leaves, like fanning you as the cast is going on and, mm-hmm. you know, people replacing your drink as, as the cast goes on. I, I feel like you had a different vision how this was actually going to go. I mean, that would be nice. I mean, maybe I can ask the Druids if they can help me out. But, you know, again, they're. Frankie from the Blood Midnight not happening, so. Yeah. So we're coming off our, our most highest rated episode of all time. Um, yeah. Um, most listens ever, most interaction. The fans are clamoring for more. Um, I don't know what happened over the last week. Just seems a little different. I don't, I don't know what was missing from the other episodes, but everyone is just raving about last week's episode. Well, I, I looked at the analytics. Oh, uh, all the ratings are in like don't do that small little bits at the end yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the last like you know five minutes of the episode yeah yeah like there's it's like wow all these ratings and then two seconds later it stops and then there's like five minutes and like 
oh my god, look at that blip. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think happened there. Well, the the, the reason we're, we're talking about this last week was the first time in a very long time that um, I was solo. And I, I ironically enough, it was the week that we saw each other the most in five years. Yeah, you just uh, decided to schedule everything when I'm coming in and going out. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of near impossible for me to do anything. So you got is- you got the, the subtle memo of what the plan was. Well, I mean, I saw what you did. I'm not sure how it went, but I feel like it didn't go right because you're like, Burlu, I know you lay in the bed, but let's let's get the mics out and let's just look at each other and talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good episode with with Morgan J, very funny comedian. Um yeah, it was interesting cuz like we we got together, we went down to Weekly World News, which we'll jump into in a second. Um and we got together at a brewery and whatnot, but we we never really, we tried a um, we tried a car podcast, and I, I I don't know I put the audio on and it just kind of sounded like you were in a wind tunnel. I didn't think the listeners really needed us talking in the car. No, like I figured we should have had the sunroof open. We should have had like I should have took the tops off of of the Jeep. Took the top off the uh, yeah. the Jeep. Maybe ha- go like super like redneck and put like those whistles on your Jeep and all that makes a sound as you go faster. Yeah, you know maybe shoot off some fireworks as we try to have a conversation with each other. That would have been good for video. Trying to podcast going down, you know, the turnpike. <laughs> with the tops off and trying to yell into a microphone that would have been good for video but audio i'm not i'm not quite so sure well i figure it would have been interesting when the cops pulled us over and we said we're not talking on the phone we're talking on a podcast that's right in your face that's right that's giving a, the middle finger yeah yeah and pull our guns out yeah yeah that's what we do in jersey you know that's how we show our rank with everybody now you ever have you ever thought about purchasing a firearm not really. Nothing I can think of. Not even for like yeah. shooting range or anything like that. Nothing came to mind to me for doing something like that. Thank God, because I think the world just sighed a sigh of relief when Burlo said, I don't think I'm going to need a gun. Cause I feel like there'd definitely be a week where you're like, I can't cast tonight. and be like, what happened? You'd be like, I, I lost my gun and the, the dogs are running around with it. It's somewhere in the backyard. Um, <laughs> Scott Leia shot me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was a chew toy. <laughs> like, or you sign on with like a big bandage on your head. I'm like, what happened, buddy? You're like, well, I was saving it for the cast. I shot myself again. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I did paintballing once. We did it in Bulgaria. And, of course, somebody's like, I'm just waiting for Berlu to shoot his foot off and like i kid you not maybe like 10 minutes later like i, I didn't have the safety on and it shot it did hit my foot but yep. it was in the general area yep. of it, yep. where it's like just one of those moments you're like son of a like, yeah. you didn't have to pronosticate what happened you know? i didn't <laughs> want the world to know this i i feel like that was a safe bet though that was like betting i don't know like the yeah. the bills to get to the playoffs last year it, it's pretty like safe bet the, the coin will be heads or tails. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, of course, the one time you bet, it'll, it'll land on its side. But still, it's like it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I mean, I, I've shotguns 
before a couple shooting ranges back in the boy scout days they did the rifle and the shotgun and shooting clay pigeons and um i've shot i went to a bachelor party once and we went to like some gun range which it's disturbing what they just allow <laughs> the mm. people with no gun license to come and do it's like oh you pay your 50 bucks or whatever and yeah. you we literally we they're like oh pick out your five weapons we picked out like an ak um and then of course we're shooting and then there's <laughs> the desert you could rent the desert eagle it was 50 dollars or something like that and we we're all like well we gotta throw in a couple bucks each to, to shoot a couple rounds from the desert eagle and the desert eagle is the most impractical weapon of all time like i remember like crouching down and like getting in perfect body position to try to shoot it because it's basically like a hand cannon and then like my little friend juan who's probably like 130 pounds soaking wet we're like he's gonna fly through the back of the wall here uh you know but you just shoot it it's heavy it's loud like you can't aim it it's just too big and like in your hand um I I've, I shot shotguns like maybe three years ago where we were doing like the 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 pigeon you know pulling the clay pigeons and shooting that was pretty fun but I don't think I ever want a gun in the house like I feel like the minute you buy a gun and you have it in the house you're just waiting to use the gun yeah yeah that, and the way my wife wakes me up for like a noise or a sound I'm gonna end up shooting like. Yeah. my water heater <laughs> you know just like what is that what, 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 what? <laughs> why did you sleep with it in your head i want to be prepared yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know if i i feel like if i had a gun it would be pretty responsible about it but i don't i don't think i need it yeah i mean my dad uh he he carries a gun he um Ooh, he carries he, huh he does he um he he originally told me, like, when he came down to Georgia, he would carry and he would show it off. Like, he would have the holster yes. out there. Why do like we not have it? that Burlu on the podcast instead of you? This is this you is rid- twice. Yeah, but I know, but I, this is ridiculous. No, I need the gun towing. You know, if I piss him off or, like, the conversation is going too long, he just kind of he holds it or points to it a little bit and, like, wrap this my up. That's Yosemite Sam? What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I pictured like a little bit of John Wayne. No, no, no. But um, he would uh, show <laughs> it somebody off. Said, Woo, this conversation's good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he told me like one day he was at some place and a guy like came up to him and he said like, um, you know, it's ridiculous you show that. And he explained to him, he's, my dad's like, well, I, I, if somebody wants to try something, I want them to know I'm armed. And he's like, you don't get it. If somebody comes in and they're about to try something, they see you're, you you're hold, have a gun on your side, you're the first one that goes. Right. So he explained to him, you know, you just put it in your pocket or whatever. And he, he has it at all times with them doing that is kind of weird like if we have a gun conversation he'll just like reach into his pocket and like put it on the table it's yes it's, it's like 
once again, I, I, I really, there, I, I really missed out on which Burlow to co-host this podcast. Hank would have been the one. Tell pops, I don't understand what the hell the point is. <laughs> so you're at Thanksgiving, and he's like, "Pass the potatoes." You guys don't hear him yeah. the first time. He's just like, yeah, "Well, you got a piece of gum." You say gun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like, no. I like Wild Hank. This this is great. Yeah. I, I remember I had a conversation with him. He got got pissed off, like um, when he moved from Jersey to Georgia. He he uh, he had a safe and he put the gun in the safe. And I'm like, well, is that the? It, it, what is the legal way to do it? He's like, well, if I get pulled over, they're not going to ask me to open my safe to get look to see if there's any guns in him. Like, no, you don't understand my point. My question is. What is the legal way? Like, I'm not sure how it works when you go state to state. Are you allowed to carry it? Do you have to, like, send a letter to somebody? I don't understand, like, what the law is. And and he's like, no, it's going to be in my safe. I'm like, I know it's in your safe, and I know they're not going to ask you, but I'm wondering what the question is. He was going. He just got like frazzled. Then he like, just took out his gun and he's like, he, he took out his gun and he's like, "Shut up, shut up." He's yeah. Like, so if you did that, would that be legal in North Carolina? That's my question <laughs> to you. Or do you have to like talk to the mayor? Now, seeing as how we have heard like your stories of, you know, being scared of the fish when you used to went fishing, mm-hmm. um, yeah, being scared of the bat that was in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, how would how would you transit like if you wanted to be like you're looking up to to, to Big Hank Big Wild Hank we'll call him now oh um, <laughs> you like that I'm gonna change his IMDb to that <laughs> <laughs> Big Wild Hank Henry Berlin that has such a good good ring to it Big Wild Hank so Big Wild Hank's like look boy we're gonna we're, we're gonna learn the ways of the gun how would a young Michael Berlin um, handle the machine. Well, I don't know what young Michael Burlew did, but I think I told on the podcast the one time I shot a gun was I was over a friend's house down here in Georgia. I kind of mentioned, yeah, I'm not a gun guy. I don't really do that. And uh, my friend's uh, husband at the time, he's like, let's go outside. We're going to shoot. And I'm just looking at him like it wasn't like. Like your first envision is like, okay, he's got some bottles out there. He's got something. He's like, no, just uh, shoot in that direction. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and I and I, I put it up. He's like, no, no, lower, lower, lower. I'm like, what? Um, it's probably like like hip length. No, it's lower, lower. Dude. You don't want anything to go around. Meanwhile, they're in like they lived in like a meth lab neighborhood. Like they told me stories about like guys just like wandering up their driveway and they just open the window and go i got a gun and a dog and the guy just wanders away oh. something like that but like that was just like such a weird experience to shoot the ground twice and figuring like oh you know what i'm a gun guy now shut <laughs> the ground take that mother nature yeah, but you were very accurate, though. You hit the ground twice. That's not I bad. Did. That's not I bad. Did. It did not go up in the air and disappear. It went right to the ground. I showed it my business. Yeah, you have some interesting friends. You just go over yeah. to the meth neighborhood. Um, yeah. You know, they walk around. Big Wild Hanks, always a call away. Yeah. I mean, if I can't get a hold of my dad and all of the criminals come over, I'm like, all right, lay on the ground. 
and better watch it because I can hit that ground. See, I'm thinking like a whole image change for you. Like, okay, you got. We talked about the hair. Like, I'm I'm thinking cornrows or like tight braids. You're laying in your bed right now. What, how great would it be if you had a nice gun right next to you? You want me to like have cornrows just stroking the gun, trying to have a yes. podcast conversation? Yes. I mean, you're asking a lot. For we me. need ratings, so I, I feel like that's one way to bring them in. Well, you don't even start the YouTube channel. It's, it'll your, be all for you. Your dad, your dad would do it for me. He would, he would sit there with oh, a gun that, in bed. That's wild. That's wild, Bill Hank. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you, you, he's the wild card of the Burlew family. You never know what's going to happen. I'm going to reach out to him on Facebook and see. Maybe we're going to do some secret casts, and then I'm going to record them all. And then one day you're going to be like, "We casting tonight." I'm like, "You're out, buddy." And we're going to have like ten episodes recorded. The INTV. Why's my dad's numbers up? (laughs) Why are people clamoring for Big Wild Hank? (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like if your name is Hank, you should you should you should automatically get a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother, who's uh, yep, Hank, Hank Burlow Junior. Exactly. Rule has a gun. Okay. Yeah, like Mike Burlow gun gun toting Mike doesn't sound as good as Big Wild Hank. I mean, it does have a better ring on my dad's <laughs> side. I gotta admit that. Yeah. 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 Well, it's okay because the ratings are going to go up on the show because I have hired the Verbal Shenanigans marketing team that is crushing it right now. By the way. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, were you hitting the streets? Were you? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the yellow pages mm. and all where you're doing your due diligence. I mean, what, what, are we going to fly out to meet this uh, marketing genius that we have? Well, I mean, we we could fly out to meet him. Um, I mean, it took me two hours to get to Jersey. How long is it going to take to meet our marketing? It's going to be a little bit of a flight. Um, a little bit? Yeah. Um, like three? Have you ever been to Bangladesh? I can say that is a zero. No. Yeah, I don't know. I saw this guy in this podcast website. He's like, I'll get you a thousand listens uh, and a bunch of reviews. And so I, I you know, I, I shot him a little, you know, DM, if you will. And I was like, hey, oh, like, what do you actually do? Uh, you know, can you do it? And then I was like, can you do like a demo for us and see what, what you can do? And sure enough. The listens through the last two days have been through the roof, like lots of reviews, lots of listens coming in from all over the country. Now, more than likely, it's a bunch of bots and, and, and things like that, which, you know, what? we we can just pretend that we don't know those exist and pretend they're all organic, great listeners. And I paid him out of the verbal shenanigans budget. You ready for this? Go ahead. Five dollars. Mm. Now, now, did you give your credit card? Because I I PayPal more them. than five dollars go. I I PayPal them. So in the next week, if you see like all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I have no money. Um, <laughs> I I have a court hearing in Bangladesh that I need to attend. Yeah. Can you please come with me? Um, He's apparently known as Wild Bangladesh Billy uh, <laughs> over there, and uh, he doesn't play around. I was going to go to his house, but he had a big old gun. You know what, Bangladesh Billy and 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 <laughs> big big Wild Hang. Is it that's a duo I would I, w- I would watch? We should quit and just give the show to them too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would totally give it up and be like, you know what? 
there's nothing I can do about this. There's nothing I can do that's better than this. Yeah. So the way I, I figured it, it couldn't hurt too bad, right? Like um, everything linked to my PayPal, I can cancel in two seconds, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're pretty secure. And I'll give Bangladesh Billy if you're out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, he did his job. The listens, we got a whole ton of listens in the last two days. Is that going to be your thing to promote and all? You're going to give his number that starts with plus four, five, one? Yeah. Well, his name is, I'll tell you his name right now. Um, it, it's not Bangladesh, Billy. It's. Uh, Does it start with an MD? Because those are the number one hits I get every time I put up. No, it's my boy. It's my boy, Ginny Suna, is, is repping the pod, podcast. Ooh. So we like Ginny. You know, maybe Ginny's, maybe Ginny is just a guy trying to get out of the situation in Bangladesh. Maybe he's trying to make his way. Maybe he's trying to latch on to a very good podcast that uh, brings on great guests every week. And he's like, you know what? I'm doing God's work here. Don't be fooled by the numbers that you got. I'm still Ginny, Ginny, Ginny from the block. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with Bangladesh, Bill. But you know what? In the meantime, I will say what he did over the last two days was worth the $5 that I paid him. And if I could get him for $5 per episode, I might I might think about like bringing Bangladesh Bill right into he, I might ask him if he's ever co-hosted before. Hmm. I mean, with that $5, he could be now the richest person now that the sec the original rich, richest person went down in a submarine, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 kind of recorded um a little bit last week, but it was like a very distracting my son was up uh I don't know. It, it, we just didn't complete it, so we kind of threw it in the can. But the submersible, I feel like we might as well talk about that real quick. Um, obviously, a news story that captured, I don't know, maybe it was a slow news week and everyone dove in on that, or maybe they linked it to the Titanic, and that always makes it interesting. Um, I fell for it a little bit. I was even saying last week I was pretty into it, checking the updates, seeing. I, I mean, I pretty much knew they were dead. <laughs> Um, I think everyone pretty much had a good feeling, but I will say the aftermath and seeing all the videos of like the tours of the thing and like <laughs> the company saying there's a million safety issues with this, um, it makes you certainly feel a little less bad <laughs> for for what happened. It's one of those. It was bound to happen. It was. It's it just the game and the Russian roulette. There. I mean, I think the most. Ironic thing I heard is apparently, forget which one it was, but one of them, his wife had ancestors that went down in the Titanic. Ooh. So that is just like cruel luck right there. It sounds like a good horror movie skit where it's like, oh, your ancestors come to get you and all, and they grab the submarine and bring them down. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you think maybe this is a marketing opportunity for the podcast? Like, get a sticker on the next submersible that goes down that all all the attention. Like, we tried to buy a tire for a NASCAR driver. He said yeah. no. Um, we did have our. Oh, sorry. It's what happened? No, it's just like raining like crazy in Jersey, and like I did not even know what that sound that was coming through my. You're like, oh my god, the Titanic's coming from me. Yeah, yeah. Am I sinking? <laughs> I 
I didn't know I was making fun of it. Yeah. So do you think maybe we could sponsor the next submersible that goes to the Titanic? Someone's going to now definitely try to like one up and be like, yeah, we did it. Uh, yeah, I feel the next company is like, you know, the Titanic's here. I take it five feet lower, baby. That's how good we are in our gym submarine station right here. Gym submarine station. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get a whole corporate name. You want a good, like, mom and pa operation mm-hmm. to take you down to the Titanic. You don't want all that corporate stuff that's going around. You saw what happened. Corporations didn't care about the safety. And boom, we lost five people. Mom and yeah. pa's little submarine stand is going to get you down there and get you back right. Well, your your dad's retired, right? Hey, he is. Yeah. He is. Big, big Wild Hank's underwater adventures. I don't know if you want to take a sub ride with Big Wild Hank. Why not? I don't know. Like He'll have his gun on like him. Just <laughs> him. It's like, like, maybe it was like based out of Florida and like nobody knew that the Titanic sunk up in Canada. Mm. Probably would work a lot better, but just like randomly... Your your captain's uh, well, again. We did. Uh, who did we uh, interview from? Um, uh, what was it? The uh, what, the captain. His his nickname was Wild. Captain Wild Bill from uh, Deadliest Catch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the Deadliest Catch right there. So, ooh, and then, then everybody's going to think my dad is him, and then. It, and the money's just going to come in a little further, and all. Yeah, like, see, Damn, he does deadliest catch and bring you down to the Titanic and the Mom and Pa submarine. You're I'm always kidding. you're always poo pooing my ideas, but really, I'm a marketing genius here. You, you are, or at least the guy in Bangladesh. It's it's, it's we just got to talk to to Hank a little bit. I think he would be okay with this idea. I think my Paul would do it. I'm just worried somebody would startle him. He would reach for his gun and shoot the submersible. And then we just have another incident like we just had. What what was that word? What what's the thing that submersible? Yeah, yeah, not the submersible. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but you know what? He might keep all the passengers in line. You know, like if anybody gets out of hand, while while Hank's gonna put them in down. And you know what? If you gotta put someone down, you gotta put someone down. Hmm. I mean, it looks like we could take the Ocean Gate name. It looks like they took down their website. And you know? I was that kind of curious to see if I could book one. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it? <laughs> I was somewhat interested in it. Are there any deals going on currently? Wouldn't it be great if, like, all those pictures of the subs that are now on Instagram and whatnot, if there was a nice verbal shenanigans logo on the side of that thing? I mean, that would be great, considering it's a mom and pa thing. If anything hits the fan, like, everybody who goes out to the Titanic after that is going to be like, what's that... What's that green sticker by the Titanic over there? Yeah. And I, I apologize to anyone listening right now if it sounds like I'm making popcorn in the background, but it literally is raining so hard that my house is just going. <laughs> so, um, you know, mm. it, it, it is what it did. You would you have any interest in going to see the Titanic wreckage? I think I would if it's like something like uh, that James Cameron has that's apparently like super super sophisticated or something like that I could see myself getting interested in that the um, like if I had money to burn it's like who's the most expensive I would give money to that to go see the Titanic I'm not going for the cheap answer as we saw what happened right yeah I there. have no interest I don't 
something about the deep ocean doesn't do it for me, man. Too scary. Would you do space? <sighs> That's another good question. I don't. See, I don't think I would do. I space, don't think so. I think I would do the, the Titanic. I had to make my choice. They were saying more people have been to the moon than the depths of where that submarine probably ended up, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Something about being in the dark, being in a container <laughs> for hours with other dudes. Um, Wouldn't that be the same thing as going to space? Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not really into space either. Like, I don't. I don't oh. think I need to go. Um, well, where can we take you? the older i'm getting the more claustrophobic i'm getting um i'm also like not liking ladders as much like as i get up and do ch- stupid things with chainsaws i'm not i'm not feeling that real by the way i got hit with a branch in the face the other day chopping it down it, it hit Whoa. another branch and that other branch hit me right so in the face right for chopping it down what the hell <laughs> nature went back at you yeah um I don't know. Nothing interests me about sitting in a sweaty container with a bunch of people um, just to go see a a boat that didn't make it. I mean, it's basically like going to a brewery if you think about it. And all. I mean, how is going to see the Titanic wreckage like going to a brewery? All please, right, so, please explain. All right, so you're probably when we go to breweries, what we're usually surrounded by sweaty men. Mm-hmm. What's over on the side? Big old tanks filled with water. Uh-huh. That's it's the same thing. It's just we're not paying two hundred fifty thousand to go there and all. Most of the time we just go on. Untapped. So 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 oh, in your eyes, it, it, in your eyes, you're like, yeah, I'm, babe. I booked us a trip to go down to see the Titanic. It's kind of like a brewery in the sea. Like we're just yeah. That's not a bad idea. Sea brewery, like a brewery where you got to travel down under the water to go oh, get to. It has the God. most exclusive beer you can ever get. And like the wife is like, we got to go. It's like, honey, the bends. We can't go for two hours. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got to stay here. Keep drinking. Can you imagine being one of the only people that can untap a beer that you can get? You, you can get in the sea. There's only like 20 check-ins ever. All right, all right, uh, all right, everyone. This is our million dollar idea. This is another one. Yep. Steal it. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, unless you're my dad. You're, you're wild, so I'm not going to mess with you. But yeah. anybody else, do not steal our idea. And you question my ability to bring together a brewery and this Titanic tragedy. Well, I, I will not agree with you that going in a submarine is like going to a brewery. But I, I thought I. Very clearly explained it, but go on. Yes, but I I would be down now. Now, if you want to lure me with beer into the (laughs) into the bottom of the ocean, there is temptation there. Remember that scene in like one of the one of the prequel Star Wars movies where they're like swimming to the (laughs) um, yeah yeah going to George R. Banks uh, land, if you will. Yeah, as long as he's not there, I'm in. I'm in for the brewery, but. Um, something like that, where you got to go into like a, a secret city to get a get a beer. Oh, damn. You know, I've always thought about this ever. idea of having a brewery at the end of a hiking trail, where okay, it's a brewery that you you can only get to by foot. Of course, there'd be some kind of car path for like the industrial side of it to to transport. So you already taken away from the idea. Uh, lost me. Okay. Done. No, yeah. don't but wouldn't it be cool? Like, say there was like a two mile hike. You know, decently. You know, not too strenuous, but you have to hike to get to the brewery. Gotcha. You want somewhere secluded so you can murder people. Gotcha. Why has everything got to be about murder with you? I, I mean... I get it. Your dad carries a gun. I get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You cha- you're doing chainsaw stuff. That's just equally dangerous. I'm not whipping out my chain. I'm not carrying my chainsaw into convenience stores. Well, you will at your secluded brewery. <laughs> we all know that. That's why I'm saving people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I just, instead of concealed carry, I just carried a chainsaw at all times. <laughs> it's not legal in New Jersey to carry a chainsaw. That's a good question. Yeah. Like, are you allowed to just bring a chainsaw into a, a bar? Uh, I mean, technically, I guess they would have to have a sticker with a circle and a slash and a so in the middle for it to be you're not allowed to, right? I I think I should just push this and and see where it leads me. You know, chainsaw into the grocery store, chainsaw at the bowling alley, just see where I end up at the end of this. Mm, I I like it. Scotty's Chainsaw Adventures. Yeah. I I like it. But... Anyway, I think it's I think it's about time to get to our guest as we continue to talk about this nonsense. Mike, um, who we got tonight? Tonight we are talking with the lead singer of the band Crashing Wayward, Peter Summit. Their first album, Listen, is coming out this month, and the band is also thrilled to announce a special immersive record release show at the Industrial Sound in Las Vegas on Wednesday, June 28th. That's this week, starting at 8 p.m., so let's talk to Peter about the, the big release and learn more about Crashing Wayward. What do you think his policy on chain, public chainsaw is? I mean, it's Vegas. I, I figure by rule they have to have some rule some rules out there just because people are just going to walk the strip with chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. I feel like chainsaw, like again, nice holster. You know, like oh, something that'd be nice leather, leather, holsters, leather. Yeah, yeah. To make sure it's nice and tight and all. I mean, that, that sounds pretty cool, man. I mean, a, a chainsaw is definitely a classic horror movie weapon too. Like that's a great mm. one. It's way yeah, cool, it's, way cooler than a gun. Yeah, my favorite was Dennis Hopper wielding the two mini chainsaws in Texas too. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's get to our guest right now. You know, if my name is coming up, Kelly SRO, so. Yeah, that's what we're going to call the band from now on, Kelly SRO. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> pretty catchy. It's pretty catchy. Yeah. I mean, it's not as catchy as Crashing Wayward. I mean, that is a pretty nice name. I must say so myself. Uh, you know what? At our last show that we did at the Brooklyn Bowl with Puddle of Mud, there was definitely a mosh pit and a lot of wayward crashing around happening that night. So, yeah, it's good. It's good analogy. You know, Sorry, guys. I think I think I'm I'm yeah. think I'm back here. Had a little connection problem there. So, um, you know, we we got the new album Listen coming out. We got the big release party and all. How would you describe somebody new to Crashing Wayward? We are, gosh, I mean, we come together as five different guys in one common uh, denominator, which is rock and roll. That's what we are founded on. We just happen to be under this genre, like this umbrella of rock and roll that kind of hits in this modern alternative um, kind of like rock. So I feel like we're kind of like a little something for everybody. If you love and appreciate rock, um i think that we kind of hit all those markets you know so yeah i think we're fresh i think we're kind of uh, from what i'm hearing from a lot of people uh we're not really what's being what you hear 
on radio these days in a good way, not because we're, you know, kind of like, I guess, suck or outdated or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us about the band. How, how long has the band been together? Um, and, and where'd you guys, uh, how'd you guys unite? We came together in uh, March, uh, going into COVID. Actually, okay. So it, was a, it started mm. as a different. Uh, yeah, Stacy. That's a great time uh, to start a band. A yeah. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable, <laughs> but also at the same time, we kind of were gifted, uh, you know, with time and like kind of like being deliberate and intentional with our songwriting. Um, so it started off as one project that Stacy was doing, which dissolved when COVID hit. And because he was the only original member of that project, we rebranded, refocused, renamed, and scratched everything that he had been working on uh, previous and wrote what we have as listen right now. So... It was pretty much two years in the making and just being uh, making that album and and trying to do it in the studio and with everybody. So it really was, you know, um, a labor of passion, you know, to make as best of an album we can and write as best of songs we, as we could. Yeah. So what what's your background personally? Were you uh, were you a kid uh, who, who grew up on music? Were you a performer? You know, were you in a ton of bands before this, or, or where did this find you? Yeah. So I again kind of feel like uh, I had always been a, a late bloomer, and when I discovered karaoke and liquid courage that gave me kind of like that uh motivation oh, yeah. and drive to actually do it when i finally had a taste of all that and what it felt like and get the adulations and like be performing and i was the guy that i would be on top of tables you know performing <laughs> yeah. karaoke yeah i just loved it so much and be like van halen running with the devil or I was just yeah. going to ask you what was your what was your go to uh, what was your go to karaoke song? Well, I never wanted to leave the stage, so it would be like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Or Dream On. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I couldn't do Bohemian Rhapsody at that time yet, so um, yeah. So from that, I just started my first band. By the time I was twenty one, uh, and I'd been in a couple bands. After that, which did, you know, for what it was, a little bit of national stuff, doing some tours, uh, doing some, you know, kind of really good shows and kind of like making a name. But this is kind of like predates the whole Spotify yep. game, yep. you know. So uh, and then I, I went from one rock and roll band to a party rock band. And then after that, it was like what was happening uh, was kind of like the metal scene out of Orange County, like Avenged Sevenfold. Right. So okay. I yeah. joined a band. Yeah, I joined a band called Bird Project out of um, Orange County. And Rodriguez, the band, Sayosin was the drummer of that. I don't know if you're familiar with Sayosin at all. Of course, yeah. But, uh, Anthony Green. Doing, Anthony yeah, Green's were, first yeah. band. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, Alex was drumming in that, and we tried some stuff at Matt Sorum's studio, Drac Studios in Hollywood, and things were going pretty well. But just like most bands, it's like a lot of people are just, and I don't like to say everybody, but sometimes it's hard finding the guys that are in it 
because it's their livelihood, you know. A right. lot of guys, yeah. at least the guys that I played with, it's kind of like, yeah, gave it a shot, done, two years, I'm going to go, you know, whatever. And that's kind of like what happened with me. It kind of ran its course. And I took some time off after that and raised my kids. Yeah, well, right. Um, it's It's like and, anything, right? It goes from hobbyist to this is really cool to hey we got something special here okay now who's who's ready to drop this and do this you know professionally it's a big that that next step seems to be the hardest like okay who's coming along for this ride right absolutely and at the time i was married and i had kids but i was at every rehearsal every show um and then you know the guys who only had themselves to worry about it was like you know, couldn't get them in the room or to commit like that. So, right. and I found that in Crashing Wayward. And that was kind of uh, serendipitous that I came into this with Stacy, who's the guitarist in Crashing Wayward, who found me. And we started this band together with David Harris, Carl, and Sean. Um, and we, Stacy and I actually knew each other from 20 years ago from one of my first bands <laughs> before he uh, was in a band, LA Guns. And oh, um, I like guns, huh? Yeah. yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's another thing too with him. Not not to like change direction, but he really what he's doing now, and for somebody who has been a replacement guy, and you know what he calls himself as a replacement guy in Ellie Guns or Rock King, and doing what he's doing right now that is fresh and relevant, and rebranding himself. Not a lot of people can do that, so I give him total credit on that. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much, like, it in a nutshell. Of course, there's a lot of awesome other things that happened, you know? But uh, I'm kind of, like, came into this virtually unknown because I'd been away from it for about 10 years raising my kids. And when the time was right, uh, I was presented this band, and here I am. That's pretty cool. Yeah. When COVID hits and you're like most bands, they gel together by just being in the same room, just practicing, trying things out and whatever. What is that experience to you when you're all in different rooms and kind of like passing along? I got to audio this. I got a thought with that and coming in in different directions. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you going into uh, COVID. I never even turned on my garage band. I didn't know how to operate it, you know? And I was like literally singing demos through this, you know, yep. mm-hmm. headset. Right. And uh, so that was all new. And then <clears throat> it's crazy writing and creating something as a five piece, you know, with five, five of the guys. And we're just and it wasn't even really much through Zoom. But for a while there, it just seemed like we would never be able to get together and write and play together you know um so that was definitely was a huge challenge i think david harris our guitarist is very uh accomplished in his guitar uh um garage band where he was just like sending stuff boom 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 nonstop. so um and carl the bass player is great on pro tools and everything but I, it was new for me um and i do like really uh you know, when we get, all get in a room and collaborate together, that's when it really comes alive. So, uh, yeah, trying to get through that. And then to the time that we finally got to rehearse, it was like, you know, an explosion went off, fireworks, to actually uh, play these together live in the same room together. 
Yes. Out of curiosity, do you have a story where like you just like put something together and you're like, oh, that's perfect, and it's like, oh, I guess I should have turned on the mic or something like that. <laughs> I think that's like every time, you know, you always <laughs> do like a, a run through just to see if it's working. And then you see it it was perfect. And then you uh kill the next like 30 minutes trying to just get the yeah, that's uh Pretty much every time. Yeah, uh, we have we didn't track like um, our rehearsals, but uh, Mike, our uh, engineer producer who did uh, all the work for Listen, he had the tape rolling at all times. So his sessions, I mean, were pretty much in the thousands. I mean, he had guitar tunings in sessions. You huh. know, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I'm thinking of you, uh, and um, uh, I mean, you, you're. The way you came into this is interesting because, um, you know, we've had a lot of bands on the show, like classic, uh, amazing bands like Cradence Clearwater and Foghat and, you know, bands where it was all about getting records and getting radio play out there. Um, and now we've had a lot of newer bands who it's all about, you know, the the social media aspect and, and being able to promote yourself. And then it's interesting hearing you who who was 10 years away from it, where it was still kind of, there was one foot in there and now we're 10 years later, another foot into, okay, you, you pretty much have to play this game of social media and promotion and, and, and kind of figuring out. So I'm curious, like, like how that is for you. Like, are you, do you find it like kind of, <laughs> an easy task to do like self-promotion and, and and getting it out there and, and streaming and stuff or are you still kind of like have a foot in each world yeah um that you know i actually i'm pretty uh i guess you'd say kind of shy until you get to know me you know and mm-hmm. we're private mm-hmm. so social media has never been yeah my forte you know at all and uh, so I've had to kind of like branch out into and step out of my comfort zone right. with social media and like try to be out there. Like I just did a, a live of uh, like a reveal for our CD, just opening up the CD and I did a live. And that was the first time I ever did that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Wow. You know, um, I, you know, it's funny because it's like it's, you know, growing so fast and trying to keep up. It's like. Now we got TikTok. It's like, what's coming next? It's, it's like, it's insane. As soon yeah. as we figure it out. <laughs> we we have like the same problem, right? Like we started this show 10 years ago and it was all audio, you know, and that was perfectly fine for us. And getting, and then like every podcast went to video and, and, and short clips and TikTok clips. And, and like, we're, we're struggling to like, okay, well, how the hell do we keep up on, you know, what, what, what's going to get us more listen? So it's always evolving. Right, totally, and I think a lot of this stuff gets squashed now because of the algorithms too. It's you the know? worst. So yeah. what, terrible. Right, we used to be able to have an organic reach, and now it's like, oh gosh, uh, you know, our views are down, but it's like everything's squashed. You can't even put like a YouTube link on Facebook without it being squashed, you know. So it's just like a constant struggle, you know, having to boost posts, which we really have not done yet. Yep, because we're really trying to just hit that organic market, you know, mm-hmm. and that's. Going back, like, to answer your question, like, kind of the old school, you know, Spotify didn't exist. Nope. You know, and it's yeah. like, I, iTunes was just, when I was, like, in these bands, which was less than 10 years ago, it was like, iTunes was a big thing, you know? Nope. But we were still selling physical products. 
Um, I think hopefully it's coming back to that because I know a lot of kids, you know, they got record store day now and, and everybody's putting stuff out on vinyl. And Yeah, vinyl's still set. as big as ever, which I'm actually a big supporter of. Um, it's a way bands yeah. get paid. It's a way artists get paid. It's a way artwork stays alive and a full album stays alive, like instead of just singles. Oh. But um, yeah, it, it's like, exactly. I, I, I don't know like whether... You know, because I'm a comic, a podcaster, uh, used to play in bands. So I'm just always a supporter of like musicians and stuff and people getting out there. It's always hard. Like, how do you get to that first step of like, you know, how do we get an audience first? Other, not No one's going to the club anymore to just watch bands. They need to have like a following. They need this. and that. So I'm always curious, like bands, what their approach is, you know, as far as, okay, how do we get our music out there? Right. Well, first, I applaud you for being a comic. That's something I could never do, man. Oh, it's, it's terrible, like, man. Neither it's can a, Scott. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have nightmares of standing up there, like trying to tell jokes. It, um, it's funny because I did uh, come from, sorry to cut you off, but I did come from like yeah. the band world growing up. And I miss that camaraderie of like, hey, it's a terrible show, but I still got my boys with me. And like, you know, in the end, I could turn my I could turn myself around with my bass guitar and play with my drummer and still have a great time. There's no there's no turning to anyone on stage when it's going bad. It's like just long drives home and saying how terrible you are and and saying, you know, maybe I'm not going to do this again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I think, you know. Uh, if you can do that, you can do anything, you know? So I guess uh, I applaud you. Big time. But, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's, it is, that's the hardest thing, you know? Cause again, I just want to go out and play and I want to, mm-hmm. I think if we can get some good shows and getting the right people, like every single time we're going to, I guarantee we're going to have new fans, you know, we're going to sell merchandise, right? It's just the stuff thing at home and trying to do it on social media and like, keep up with the joneses that's that's the hard part yeah you know? absolutely um, it's weird because i, so I kind of i kind of feel like it used to be like hey i saw this band live they rock let me go check out their stuff now it's like i saw this band on <laughs> or i heard their clip on TikTok. let me go see if they're good live like it's almost like a you know a reversal in a way right you know? yeah totally and the album and we're, we're live man we're, we're straight live we plug in and we play that's so, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really think that if we can get out there and play more and, and gets, uh, you know, uh, can get a onto a nice little package or with a major band and, and sure. you know, ride the train with them. Yeah. I that, that will be that will be for us. I don't I don't think I actually think live music in some ways is bigger than ever as far as like giant festivals and and things like that. It's just about getting the music out there i think is a totally different uh strategy different market you know yeah very hard to do yeah Yeah. and the album we're talking about is listen um and and i I was checking it out uh my faves are tilly and stranger days those are excellent songs thank you now as you pointed out earlier like you're all having like kind of like different backgrounds and different sounds and i could tell by the album that there's some harder songs there's alt rock kind of some pop rock how do you guys make the decision when you're so eclectic and artistic to kind of say this is the first thing we're going to put out there this is the next song how you kind of come to that decision 
Uh, I, th- I don't think we ever had like a real discussion about that. You know, I remember um, when I first came in and, and auditioned for the previous band for Crashing Wayward, Stacey's band, which evolved into Crashing Wayward. I remember just coming in and, and coming in for that audition. And all I cared about is that they thought I was a good singer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully they did. And I, from that moment on, we never had a discussion like, um, okay, I write the guitars, I write the lyrics, I write the melodies, or I write the songs, and you're just a hired gun kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I think we all kind of recognize that we're all capable and talented in being able to write a song at least, you know? Um, and I think the the goal is to write the best song that we can, whether it is a country pop, you know, and you'll never hear me rap. I appreciate rap, and I definitely have rap arts. <laughs> Until love. tonight, but guys. Pete, here, Pete's first rap song live on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you won't catch me rapping or doing stand-up comedy at all. So. <laughs> um, but I think we just uh, recognize in each other that, and they, you know, I can speak on for myself that the guys allow me and put trust in me to write lyrics, come up with the melody, come up with the story. And, you know, those guys can all write lyrics. They can write their own melodies mm-hmm. to the, you know, the music that they're giving me. But they put their trust in me to do so. And I think they, you know, at least I really hope they believe in everything I'm doing. And from my background, because, again, the common denominator is rock. But I have a deep love for new wave, uh, dark wave, post-punk, you know, kind of like early goth and stuff like that. Because that's when my brother was pumping and in our bedroom when we shared a room. So it's like (laughs) deep rooted in me in that, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um, I kind of bring that perspective a bit, you know, that a lot of like melody in that way, you know, like I wish I can't say I'm like Freddie Mercury, but that guy has a huge influence on me, you know, with that strong voice that he has and those notes he hits his, his voice is um, okay it was okay you know he was okay yeah that was a long time <laughs> yeah. ago we don't talk about those things anymore yeah so, uh, yeah what what kind of um what kind of writer are you are you a guy that goes in and makes a bunch of sounds you know to the music or do you come up with lyrics already and then write music around it which what's like your writing pro- or a little bit of both yeah yeah i do both actually mm-hmm. um now, uh, with Tilly, uh, you know, you brought up Tilly. That was something that kind of wrote itself in about 15 minutes, which doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it just happens that way. And that was pretty much, I came to Stacy's. I drove in from San Diego to either do some rehearsal or studio work. And uh, he had the track. And then he showed me a photo of this girl, Aaron, who uh, had just recently committed suicide, who was a daughter of his friends. And upon that in 15 minutes, it just triggered, you know, the whole picture, all the lyrics, the melody was all there just like that. Uh Um, And that's kind of like a cathartic. It's like, it sounds so cliche, you know, like, no, 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 that. Yeah. I'm just kind of like that 
energy in which the energy of the song came, you know? Well, of course, um, right? Like sometimes yeah. you're sometimes you can sit there and write for <laughs> you get writer's block and go through any whatever medium it is, art, literally painting or yeah. you know, or comedy or, or whatever it is. You sit there for hours or weeks or months and you're trying to work on this bit and then other times it just boom, like I have something, there's something here, let's go with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's uh my wife hates me when I get writer's block. You know, I'm just like the most depressed in my I'm head. The same like exact way. Yeah, I'm laying in bed and I'm melody, melody, trying to find that melody or find that word. And sometimes it just takes weeks, but I have to remind myself, like, you know, to be calm. It will come, you know, it will happen. And it always does. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like, it's just one of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, of course. Um Sometimes, sometimes I just have a melody or I'll have a lyric. Usually I start with like kind of like a, a song title or a metaphor, you know. Those are always like, you know, great starts for me. Mm-hmm. I just imagine you in bed yelling at your wife, leave me alone. There's nothing that rhymes with cat. I'll never figure <laughs> it out. I'm like bed, you know, bathrobe, slippers, mm. unshaven, falling in the pool. You know, it's kinda... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, the the album listen is uh, coming out, but uh, why don't you tell us about this um, big event coming to the industrial sound in Las Vegas this Wednesday? Yeah, so this Wednesday, oh gosh, sorry, excuse me. This Wednesday is our album release uh, party, which will be at a new venue called the Industrial Sound. Um, it's pretty much a new spot the sound and the lighting there is like incredible the uh the crew and the guys that run it are all like you know just like industry lifers uh working with anybody from justin timberlake uh to three doors down you know so their lighting uh and their sound is just incredible in there so i'm really excited about that actually being on a stage that size there's a 50 foot led screen behind us which is going to have projections playing the whole time uh while we're playing so it's going to be kind of like a fully immersive event i have my brother who's a world-renowned graffiti artist the street artist he's um an action sport action sports artist he's uh been a shoe designer skateboard designer um he's actually come in and he did some designs for our t-shirts which we're going to be selling for the first time new t-shirts there as well as another artist mike giant with limited prints so it's going to be like a an art immersive event uh that is just celebrating this album and it's going to follow a super secret I'm told a super secret uh, band is playing right before us, and we uh, Ooh. we're going to follow them. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's going to be a cigar bar. There's going to be axe throwing. There's going to be games. There's going to be um, fifty cent beer. Fifty I mean, cent beer. Uh, wow. All right. Fifty cent beer. Yeah, I am. Exactly. Uh, I go, right. How Eight much bucks? is a flight? Yeah. Let's see. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, do, I need to put flight per yeah. beer consumption in my spreadsheet and see. Totally. You know. <laughs> That's awesome. Come on out, man. I'll set you up. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, we're trying to do something a little bit different than just kind of show up and and play just kind of like you know a show. We want to 
we think of ourselves as kind of like a little bit outside the box. We love art and everything, so we're just trying to incorporate everything we can. Above it. Um, that's, a, that's a bit different outside the box in this show. That's awesome. It's really cool. That's awesome. So, uh, again, uh, Pete, thank you for your time on the show. If uh, people want to lear- learn more about the band Crashing Wayward or where to find the album, listen, where can they go to get this stuff? Oh, it's available everywhere where music is streaming. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube. Uh, um, we're, we got our YouTube channel. If you can like and subscribe and follow us there. Uh, crashingwayward.com uh, and rfkmedia.com is where you can buy the physical copies of our CD and a vinyl is coming out soon. And of course, please follow us on all our socials at Crashing Wayward, TikTok. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're all there. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, f- final question. So you and your wife run a- and curate and collect vintage clothing. Um, yes. Home 1969 and The Vault 1969 online. What kind of uh, clothing advice would you give me and Scott as you look at us right now? What kind of, oh, how God. would you improve what you got in front of us right now? Well, you're both comedians, right? Somewhat, yeah. You're doing it. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I just looked down at what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a volleyball shirt from a co-ed league I played in like 10 years ago yeah. with the sleeves cut off. So, like, dude, yep. you know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. It's all business up front, but I got my, uh, you know, kind of shorts on underneath. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome man no i think uh just dress you i i would always give advice to everybody dress their personalities you know and um that's and whatever you're comfortable in always i don't know i once went to a vintage clothing shop for my brother's bachelor party like it was the second day we're gonna go down to atlantic city and we were gonna get like 70s clothing to go down and i got like plaid pants that were like and like a bulldog shirt and and stuff like that and the pants just like it was like polyester pants they didn't fit after a while and the more the night went on like i couldn't even get them off but we did we did (laughs) we did pretend we were the band at the casino and like people were believing us left and right so um, maybe there is something to that that reminds me i uh i just went to uh see buck cherry here in in town uh the night that they released their last album uh, a couple weeks ago nice and we're in the bar like right before buck cherry hits the stage and mm. about five people came up to me and it's like oh man i saw you in anaheim <laughs> can i get your autograph it's like a buck cherry poster i'm like what you, you thought i'm about to go on but uh yeah played with it for a bit and i they were taking my photo. I'm like, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm in Crashing Wayward. Please follow us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It turned out people out there fans. So <laughs> I, uh, I would have just kept going with it. I would have went up to start so singing man. lit up. You know, <laughs> see if anybody noticed anything. Yeah. yeah. Pete, thank you so much for your time. We wish you luck with the yeah. album. Absolutely, the man. And we look yeah. forward to hearing more stuff in the future about your band. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure talking with you guys. Yeah, good luck with the album, man. Good luck. I I hope to hear you on the airwave soon. (laughs) All right. All right. He didn't bring up anything about a chainsaw. I'm a little upset with the interview. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, um, I think that's part of the immersive show on Wednesday where, like, you walk in the door and just, like, woo, chainsaws, like, you think, like, like, 3D motion. Certain, like, the first 20 people get a chainsaw, you know, the hold up in the crowd. What about instead of, like, during a slow song, like, people put up their lighters or their cell phones, everyone puts up their chainsaw. Yeah, maybe they play the chainsaw. Maybe there's something where, like, you can get a bow and just, like, string the chainsaw as they're going along. I I feel like if there was an instrument that you played, it would be like, yeah, I played the chainsaw in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, in junior high and all, it was very weird and scared a lot of teachers, but, uh, (laughs) man, I rocked it. (laughs) Yeah, so go go check out their album. Uh, Mike, it comes out. Give them the date real quick. I believe believe it comes out this week, Scott. Yes. At the end of June. The 28th, right? I believe was. So go check them out. Yeah, good band. Um, so before we, we get on out of here, me and Mike, we did meet up, um, for a full day. Um, it was mostly in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I picked up Mike around, I don't know, 11 o'clock or something like that. 11. Yeah. yeah. And, um, we took a nice, <laughs> Uh, close to two hour drive down to Vineland, New Jersey. Um, and we were invited by our friend Greg D. Alessandro, um, who is the editor in chief of Weekly World News. Um, if you go back, I don't know how many episodes, not that far, um, maybe 15 episodes or so ago. Um, if you go back, we were Weekly World News. Is that Weekly World News the one you're probably like? Is that the one they're talking about? Yeah, it's the it's the one that you remember from the grocery store aisles um, at checkout with Bat Boy and and real sarcastic thing. I remember Bat Boy like kind of freaking me out when I was younger because I I don't know when you were younger you never quite knew if that was like a real thing you know like you weren't quite sure and i think that's why they were uh successful yep to uh it was episode 421 for the record yeah in uh, january we recorded that yeah i kind of get it and all it's like um like it's amazing when you're younger like uh i remember large march from Wee's big adventure <laughs> like that he made a face like this and that image just like it, like you look back it's like it's pure claymation it's like oh this is funny but like as a kid you're just like oh i can't go to sleep yep <laughs> i get me march march is gonna get me for me it was the um this scene in et when he's sick when he's all white and like they're in like the the you know medevac tense kind of mm-hmm. and it gets all intense and he's gonna die freaked me out for for days on end mm. so that's Things kids get scared of. I don't know, Scott. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, so we got to find out. You got a kid. We could try some stuff out, see what happens. Yeah, we already been through this. Like what you would do if you were babysitting my kid, like show him horror movies. And um, Scott, I got the chainsaw. Going to show it to Shay. I got my dad here with a gun. Let's see what happens. Hey, Mike's calling me. Hold on, hold on. How do we start the chainsaw? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i have it here but i'm not sure how to get it running yeah i can't bring like electric chainsaw i can't that can't be his first fear that's too weak yeah oh. Oh. What? i just happen to have my chainsaw right here Ooh, look at that yeah 
It's like, funny. Like that I, should be the, the thumbnail for this week's episode, you holding your chainsaw. Yeah, I brought it I brought it in for the week. Uh, not for the week, because it was pouring so hard here, and it was outside, so I just quickly shoved it down here, and I just realized I have a chainsaw here. That, I mean, you were holding back on the audience. It was destiny that we were going to talk about this. <laughs> so, yeah, now as I sit here with it, do I, do I look more intimidating now? Do I look cooler? I mean, you look a little cooler, but, like... Like, if this was a horror movie and you just showed up looking like that, I'd be like, eh, I don't, I'll think about running. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we'll see. So anyway, like we... Maybe if you have your bloated poison ivy arm with the chainsaw, then maybe I'd be like, ooh, this this guy looks mutant-like. My buddy Dave just told me yesterday, he's like, yeah, by the way, I had to clean your poison ivy ooze off of the console of my seat. I'm like, oh, oh. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang man, what's wrong with you? Well, I you don't, realize you're the second redhead poison ivy, right? That's a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah, my 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 take on it wasn't that mine mine's just a redheaded guy that has poison ivy and, yeah, and scratches a lot. Uh, poison no. ivy, they're like, nah, we can't give you another movie. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, so um, back to our story. So we we got invited to go see their. Um, new what'd you call it a movie studio i guess uh production yeah. house um anyway so we, we went down and it was way further than i thought it was gonna be I, I i think even you told me yeah it's like an hour 20 from here and then we got in the car it was like nope close to two hours um we tried to podcast on the way down and the whole way down we didn't really know what we were in for like we were just kind of going to meet Greg, I guess. And now in my eyes, I was like, okay, this could be one of two things. Either we're going to go there and there's going to be everything set up. Or we're going to kind of see like cameras and the editing room and uh, maybe like a set. Maybe something's going on. Mm-hmm. Or it was just going to be like we were going to go down and be like, hey, Greg, I'm Mike. I'm Scott. And, you know, nice to meet you, you know. Well, there was the third option, deliverance. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it would, we had, would have had a storytelling Story. end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we go down and we approach Vineland, New Jersey, and it's <laughs> we're just going down like a main street. It's like, okay, there is a Qdoba and a diner and a mom and pop shop and a liquor store, and we're like... Yeah, I'm looking for the weekly world news sign, you know, like so, some big uh, display. Sure enough, you're like, I think that's it. And it was just like what, market. Like a, what would you it was a, it's a former arm, Amish market. Yes. No, it's not an armed market. That's where Hank, no. Hank's big, big wild that's Hank would have the, the armed market. Yes. Where you just order food and just see who can get in first in line. <laughs> who, who, who's scared? Um, yeah, so we... And, and even on the way down, the two of us were talking like, I hope we're not just going to go and just see like an abandoned building and then get back in the car for two hours and go home. Yeah, uh, kind of close to it and all, but it was still a fun adventure and all. Yeah. It's, they're still building it out. Uh, they had all the weekly world news uh, banners that they're putting up mm. in the shop as they're waiting to get more items into the facility. But, um, yeah, we had a good time chatting with Greg, learning more about it. I mean, 
he talked about like talking to the city and like literally selling the whole idea of Vineland being like the Hollywood of New Jersey. And he, he's kind of like the mayor right now with them. Uh, he talks like literally as we left, he's like, yep, going over to the, 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 forget where it was like somebody's office and all the talk about some work there. But, yeah. um, Mike, you know I mean, that was the you, whole you thing. Just, you, know? you just cut out the whole middle of the story. You went right wow. to the end. You said, yeah, it was a good time, and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to the approaching the place, and I said, yeah, Mike, what did you think? And you went, yeah, it was a good time, but it wasn't that. You, you missed the whole middle. I don't like middles, man. That's like when I order a sandwich, it's just two slices of bread. Don't want nothing in the middle. That's right, right. Do sandwich right there. <laughs> Um, I, I swear to God, Hank's going to be the new, new host soon. <laughs> but um, he gave us a full tour of the facility. Like, he was explaining what is coming there. They just shot their first movie, uh, Zombie Wedding. Uh, basically, the whole question mark of if we were going to meet up with him or not was the fact that he was going back and forth from Los Angeles, doing editing, doing, right. I think, CGI stuff and items like that. But... Uh, he kind of explained like certain parts of the um, the building what they uh, foresee going there. They talked about like uh, I forget the term for it, but it's basically like what they use for like the Mandalorian with the screens in the background, so you could do acting and not like leave for another location. Yeah, it's like a dome basically. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we're doing the tour and. Mike doesn't seem to want to tell this part, so I I will tell this part. Go ahead. Mike's like, I hate middles. I just hate the God middle of stories. No, no the but hell's wrong with we're you? like Beginnings going. We're essentially just touring. Like like I'm, we're we're kind of in where like tables would have been for people to eat. I'm like, oh okay, I, it's going to be a big space. And then he's like, yeah, you got to come check out the basement. We go to the basement, and it's pretty much as creepy as a basement as you can get. Like a nice saw saw vibe in there nothing down there and then we end up on the roof um the roof of the building just like overlooking violin we're just like talking about stand-up comedy so really we're kind of touring like an abandoned building the whole time well since you talk about what i forgot let's talk about you forgot he uh greg also noted when we went to the basement we're like oh this is kind of creepy he's like yeah this is where the Amish hung out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They loved hanging out in terrible spaces, apparently. And then we go upstairs to go to the ceiling, and there's, like, some rickety old, like, (laughs) sofas. And he's like, yeah, the Amish like to hang here, too, and all, like, your smoke breaks and stuff like that. So the Amish just like to go where it's it's creepy as hell when they're not selling you furniture. So just to (laughs) let you know, if you're worried about what they do, believe me, just, just stay in their market. Don't... Follow yeah. them, and they say, "Come with me." Yeah, they're okay guys, apparently. They just don't really like anything with um with fun in it. But yeah. um, then then we met with another guy who we'll probably have in the podcast. He's a horror movie producer. Um, and then we went to lunch. Um, and that's where that's where I would say things picked up, and <clears throat> we were able to talk about like projects and ideas and what they're working on and stuff like that and and it ended in like a promising way where hopefully we will we will work with greg and the people at work weekly world news um in some capacity what capacity i don't i don't really know um but maybe something 
I mean, it would be better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when I went to the diner, they're like, what do you want? I said, two slices of toast or like something in the middle. And I just cursed them out. We had to leave. It was very, yeah. Yeah. very scary scene there. But you, you know why I think about middles. You're really blowing the audience's mind where you're like, I don't like middles. You're like, yeah, something would yeah. be better than nothing. Like, you're really like cutting edge today. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's because you're in bed because you're in bed. You're too relaxed right now. Yeah, just to let you know, if I ever met Frankie Munez, I would punch him in the face because he was Malcolm in the middle. And again, you know how I feel about middles. Don't want anything to do with them. Just want beginnings and Uh, ends. That's it. So you just hate that Jimmy World song, the middle. Just take some time, little girl. You're in the middle of the Everything, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be all right. When I watch The Wizard of Oz, I just want the black and white scenes. Beginning, end. Don't want any of that color stuff in the middle. So you you just you just start movies and finish them. You don't you don't watch. Oh yeah, them. there is zero reason to look at that stuff in between and all. That's just garbage stuff. I mean, that's how I pitched it to Greg working with him. I'm like, I'm gonna write you the best scripts of all. Yep. Don't you dare put anything in between this stuff, okay? They call you Mikey Middle, right? As a, it's kind of like a like uh, a like you a, get slapped. You call me Mikey Middle. <laughs> that, that's the problem, and all that. Right. They're, they're like they want to teach a new kid some lesson. They're like, "Yo, go up to him and call him Mikey Middles and all." And he learns fast enough, man. He goes whack and he goes away. So that today we've established Bangladesh Philly, big mm-hmm. big wild Hank and Mikey Middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's we're getting close to. Remember when I had my imaginary <laughs> friends that I had? We're getting fairly close to that with just characters on the podcast right now. You know. So you, many a bunch of times we brought up your imaginary friends where you had a, mm-hmm. a a penguin, an octopus. I think Woody Woodpecker was in there somewhere. Yeah, you didn't you didn't care about like licensing and stuff. You just took Woody Woody no, right into your. They can't sue me. What if but, they could sue what's up in there, man? Whew, I got some <laughs> now, as you got older, did they ever reappear to you in like a dream? Or like thoughts, like, or did they just die one day and they never came back? Until we brought them up on the podcast twenty years later. Yeah, it's kind of that, and then just like one, like sometimes images just show up in my brain. I'm like, what was that? Like, oh yeah, that that was a thing with me as a kid. Yeah, yeah, like pool bocce. Yeah. Next Olympic sport. What can I tell you, man? So since then, they've never revisited you in like a dream or or, or nope. ever again. Nope. Much like my regular fans, they abandoned me. Yeah. Like they just even in my brain, they're like, I can't take this, man. I, I got to go away. Like you're recording tonight. Your wife's on a work trip. You you never thought about calling the gang in to hang out with you tonight? I mean the. I got. I just got one dog in the bed. I couldn't imagine having an octopus in here with it. You know. Yeah, I could just picture you like, okay, I haven't had a moment alone in a long time. Let's get the gang together. Like, uh huh. You know, <laughs> like some guys watch adult movies when the wife goes away. I, I get imaginary. You, you play imagination based games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's end the stupidity, Michael. Let's let's end the stupidity for tonight. Um. Anything to promote before we roll on out of here? I'll uh, promote the SNL nerds. I'm working with those guys. I'm getting their IMDb page 
set up. So that's a cool little thing. But uh, uh, Darren Patterson and John Trumbull, they are Jersey comedians who co- who also do a show about the recent episodes of SNL. Now that we're currently in the writer's strike, they talk about SNL movies. They just uh, did a, episode 241, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom with Dan Aykroyd in it. Uh, fun guys. Check them out. Support them. The SNL Nerds Podcast. And I will promote uh, quickly this weekend coming up on Saturday. Um, I'm going to be once again opening for our pal over there, Zane Lamprey. Um, uh, Zane Lamprey of uh, Drinking Chug. Made Easy, Chug. Uh, he's had a couple reiterations of the show over the years. Um, he just put out an Amazon Prime special. Um, he's coming to Bolero Snort Brewery yet again. So a year ago or maybe... I think it was a year. I think it was last year. I opened for him, so I'm going to go over there, do a couple minutes uh, up front, go say hi to Zane. So, um, if you're in the area, come on down, come grab a beer, uh, watch Zane and, and his new uh, material, and you get to see me. So, come on down to Bolero Snort and uh, check out Zane Lamprey. So, with that, guys, please go check out the album "Listen" by Crashing Wayward. Um, go look out for their album this week. Come out to uh, Zane Lamprey's show and keep following us on the podcast. Uh, we're huge in Bangladesh right now, so our Bangladeshian fans, what's up? Um, what's up, bangers? <laughs> don't call them bangers, please stop. Why? Why do you gotta call them bangers? Hey, that's my special name for them. Okay. Oh, so when you're hanging out with the penguin and the octopus, you have a bunch of bangers that hang out with you too? Damn right, man. <laughs> When it's a party, it's a goddamn party. Yeah. I don't stop it. I said, welcome in. Anyway, so uh, please keep subscribing to us, following us, uh, give us a listen, share with your friends. Other than that, guys, life is funny. Laugh at it. A lot of great guests coming up. A big one coming up for some of you fans that have been following us over the last two years or so. Um, a revisit coming up. Is it uh, me? It's not Mike. Um, other than that, guys, life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the wind at your back. Bye-bye. Peace. I wish I had my chainsaw now. That was my that chainsaw. Was chainsaw. Chain. That was a lazy chainsaw. Uh, bye. Bye. Listening to verbal shenanigans.